Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Listen, listen, here we go. <laughs> all right, all right. Welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Richard Blaze, and I will be your host and your judge in this courtroom. Our two guests today will have to live with my final decision. Joining us in the court today, we have two amazing chefs. And also, listen, I've known them for a very, very long time, which is not me saying that we're all old. But listen, they know their stuff. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to tell one of them that they're wrong today. And I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it because this is the thing. Like, these are friends. These are people that I look up to and... Someone's going to lose. They're it's both okay. judges on okay. Chopped who love talking about and eating food. It's Amanda Frytag and Mark Murphy. <laughs> what is going on today, gang? Thanks so much for having me. So happy. I'm excited to be here. And, and it's always a pleasure to be involved with anything you do, Richard. And of course, with Amanda, you know, we do work together on Chopped. And she's actually been right a few times. So we'll see how this goes today. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> opinions are not hard to find when these two are around and I have to get this off listen this is a courtroom okay so like I will have to sort of um you know eventually leave my opinions at the door so to speak but I want to tell both of you that you you know I probably have said this before in person but I want to say it on air in my courts how much I admire both of you and when I became your friends what a big moment that was for me to become friends of Amanda and Mark, that that was a big moment for me. So I'm always grateful for your friendship. Oh, love you, Richard. That's uh, you're, you that say love, such a nice things when the when the camera's recording. 
By that's the way, your is. hair that's is looking is. amazing today. Your hair is looking on point. I don't know if it's Carrot Top or Conan. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I hope it's Conan, like Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> like, I hope that's what it is. I know the, you know, you're not the first person to say Conan, and now that means I really have to get a cut, because I don't know. Like, Well, you're barely, I, I mean, know. I know listen, this is a uh, podcast and people can't see, but you're barely fitting into the little screen on my on my thing. The, the, the top part's just cut the off. The hair, yeah. Hold on, I, I have the technology oh, to zoom There you go, back. that's much better. Okay. I think you should do there a moose so versus gel episode. Moose versus gel. Always the content creator. We should do that. We should do a non-food related food court. It has to be edible. That's the only yeah, thing. It would have to have be to edible, which I always Anne thought Burrell. would be a fun thing. Anne Burrell and Guy. Mm-hmm. And I always say that the secret people don't know of Anne Burrell, Guy, myself, Elizabeth Faulkner, our hairstyle, it, the recipe is simple. It's equal parts, duck fat and liquid nitrogen. Perfect. That's it. That, that's all you need. That, that one, Mark didn't like that's, that one. That, I mean, I, that, I, I just use olive oil, so I don't know what you're talking about. Of course you do. Of course you do. Now, listen, the judges are becoming judged today. Today, we're talking about condiments, something in the food court theme song that no one has argued yet. But first, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Amanda, you've competed on Beat Bobby Flay, Next Iron Chef, so many different things. You're just crushing the Instagram game now during the quarantine with Easy AF, to name a few things. What's your most favorite and least favorite things about competing on TV? (gasps) My most favorite thing is what my brain creates under pressure. I cannot believe it. It's amazing what happens under pressure. Every time I go in thinking I'm not going to be able to think of something, Seven seconds later, I have an, I have too many ideas, and I, mm. I really love that, that way of creating, that pressure cooker of creating. What I hate is my nerves, because my nerves have taken me down multiple times. Mm. I can't find a way to relax as much as I love the adrenaline rush. Sometimes it, it really clouds my focus. So I, the nerves get me, but I love the pressure, uh, the creative pressure. Mm, we we are the same person. Like the, it's improv, right? It's the only way for us to really. I mean, sometimes it happens when you're at home, but really, competition is improv, and as that's an art form that we don't get to use a lot as like restaurant right. chefs, right? I we, mean, the other thing is, I just always want to keep going, right? Like that's that's the other thing that's the negative for me. It's like, man, if I don't get to go the next round, I'm just warming up. Yep, that's that's I, we are the same person because that's my <laughs> problem with food competition shows. Is I wish it was more like a sport where. You play 10 games. If you win seven, you're a champion, right? Yes. But no, you lose once and then all of a sudden you're gone. Ugh. And we've all been there. But I love we've it. We've all been there on both sides. What's Now, this is a tough one, though. What's your favorite competition? Because you probably <gasps> have to be careful <laughs> with this answer. <laughs> Listen, I, w- I wish I could say my favorite place to compete is the Chopped Kitchen, but it's not because it's actually the mm. hardest I really loved competing in Kitchen Stadium. You know, my very first competition was an Iron Chef against Bobby Flay. I competed twice to become an Iron Chef on Next Iron Chef, 2009 and 2012. So Iron Chef, the Kitchen Stadium to me is a magical, magical place. I really love it there. Although Guy has created this tournament of champions that truly is the most evil. The randomizer, I think, is the most evil but I, I like cooking in that kitchen. It, it, it is easy to cook in that kitchen once you get going. La uh, said like someone who's competed on there and, and done well, which is not something I can say. Mark, <laughs> listen, here's, where, where are you from? I know you've lived all over Europe. 
but where where are you from? I'll give you the brief description because it's it's much easier that way. I was born in Milan. I am half French. I have a French passport and an American passport. My mother's French, father's American. So I was born in Milan. I lived in Paris, Nice, Genoa, Rome, New Hampshire at one point for a boarding school that I went to. And uh, now I live in New York, basically, and I I love to travel. This pandemic's got me tied down, which is driving me nuts. (laughs) You're such a gypsy, Mark. You're such a gypsy. Yeah, but you know, now I've been in New York 30 30 years, practically. So I really have made New York City my home. I I sort of thought, I guess, as a younger person, I thought the only place that's going to be able to handle me is New York. So here I am. I'm in New York. There it is. And all I heard was boarding school in New Hampshire. Was this a disciplinary might, it, action it, that it, was it taken? It might have been. I might not have lasted there because I got kicked out for something. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Now, listen, with that sort of pedigree of being literally a man from all over the world, what were your favorite things to eat growing up? Ooh. Um, you know, there was always this one moment when I used to spend this, uh, there was this little town called Lourouret above Grasse in the south of France. My grandfather and my grandmother, when they retired, that's where they went, right? After they, when they retired, look, some people moved to Florida. My grandparents are French, so they moved to the south of France. And when I'd go there and spend the summer there, which I very much enjoyed, my grandfather always used to take me to this one restaurant that was a little bit far away, but he used to take me there because there was a foie gratterine that they served there. But the old school with the gelée around it, with that jelly, the aspic all around it. Mm. And I used to get such joy out of eating that. And he, I think, used to get such joy out of watching me eat that, that that was like our first <laughs> trip when we got there. And that was, to me, one of the most amazing memories. But the second one was also with my grandfather because once a week he would go down to Grasse and he would go to his cheese ladies. And he was a very... You know, he was he was a very good-looking guy. He had the big white hair, and, and he'd go in and charm the ladies and the ladies that worked in the cheese shop. And, of course, they had, you know, the little grandson would come along with, and they would just start plowing me with different cheeses to try this one and try that one because they would always give you a little piece to try. So I would walk out of the cheese shop. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I would have a handful of cheese going, I just couldn't do it all, man. I was trying them all, but I couldn't keep up. <laughs> and and that was like one of the most amazing things is going into these cheese shops. He would go once a week and that was Good the cheeses try. for the week. And, and you know, we'd have to eat the camembert if it was if, if it was ready. You know, if il est fait means it's soft in the middle, it's ready to go. It would be go, let's buy one that's ready and let's buy one that's ready in four or five days because we want a camembert in the beginning and the end of the week but we need to have one that's l- Wait, less Mark, ripe. I, wanna, I need to interrupt you for a second because the world wants to know, what is Murphy, yeah. are you Irish? Well, my grandparents on my all father's this French, side. All this Italian, I where's know. the Murphy? Well, the, the Murphy was my father's father, my grandfather on my father's side. It was immigrated from Ireland. And yeah, so that's, that's where it comes from. And uh, interestingly enough, right before the pandemic hit, about a couple months before that was my first trip ever. I went to Ireland finally. I had never I been. I remember. Yeah. It it's was a great just, place. Which was great. It was, it was really nice. Very, very nice. Mm. And then, of course, I want to know, as a child then, was there a moment where you found like an old little piece of apoise in a pocket that you forgot about? <laughs> If you have a little old piece of apoise in your pocket, it will find you. It's not your. You know about it. (laughs) You might have to throw that coat out. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, now listen, here we go. This is the case that we have in front of us. Amanda, please tell us about the case you've brought into the food court in about a sentence or so. Okay. In one sentence, I'm here to defend the ultimate condiment, the master of umami. Ketchup. Ketchup. Oh, the 
crowd goes wild. Ketchup as the best condiment in the world, potentially. That is a hard take, especially for a chef of such accolades. Mark, what are your thoughts on ketchup? You know, and, and just talking about my background, and I, I, I'm not huge on ketchup. I never, you know, I, I grew up in Europe, obviously, and ketchup was not something that, and, and, you know, I think this has a lot to do with your, your parents as well, because I did not have much ketchup in my life as a child, because my mother, who was French, was maybe a little snobby about it and sort of turned her nose <laughs> at, up to it. So it was it was one of those things that I didn't really have the chance to I get to get to know, so to speak. I think we had stock in Heinz. We had stock in Heinz. Yeah. Perhaps you had the 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 rival of ketchup. Maybe you enjoy another condiment, Mark. You know, there's a lot of other condiments that I like, but when you get those questions and they go, "What's always in your fridge?" Well, Dijon mustard is always in my fridge. Let's let's. Let's be plain and simple about it. So it's mustard versus ketchup. Yes. This is an epic food court debate. It's the big one. Mark Murphy, Amanda Freitag. I cannot believe it's taken 40 episodes to get to this. It is <laughs> American ketchup versus, you know, mustard. Here we go. Uh, before we get into your arguments here in court, we like to have a quick trivia round before we get into the debate. Woo! The winner, Amanda loves trivia. The winner of the trivia round gets to decide the order that you present your arguments in. But also, trivia is fun, and we are friends, so let's get into it. Amanda, what will your sound effect be? Ding, 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 ding. There it is. Ding, 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 ding. The prize-fighting <laughs> bell. Mark, what will your buzzer Let's be? see if this works. All right, ching, ching. I like it. Okay, there we go. The clink of a glass versus the verbal ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Not to be confused with the end-of-round sound. Ooh, which is okay. a glass that I took from my room. Hopefully I don't break that like I do most of the glasses in food court. It's ready to go. Here we go. Trivia. Question one. Are you ready, Mark and Amanda? Wait, yes. I need to know the rules a little bit better. So when the question comes, <laughs> I have to ring and then Stalling. I get to answer first? Yes. Competitive much. Mark Murphy, yes. You have All to right. ring your buzzer. I'm just, I'm just checking and also slowing no, down but, Amanda because she's about to jump out of her seat. Get that glass ready, Mark. Here we go. Question one. In what city... Would you be making a big faux pas if you were to put ketchup on a hot dog? Ding, 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 ding. That is Amanda Freitag. Berlin? Oh. What'd you say? All, kind of a trick question. She said Berlin. Mark, do you want to jump in with the answer? Uh, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure because I'm not a real uh, authority on this, but I, th I think Chicago. it's Chicago. Is she okay, so to have listen, two answers? We, we have to get... <laughs> It, she's all, out of I've line. Never... I think she needs to be recused, or what do they say in the courts? We, well, I we're was gaveling. claiming my time. I was claiming my time. We are gaveling Amanda for uh, inappropriately yelling out the correct answer, with the, which was Chicago. Chicago. But I was thinking uh, internationally. Murphy, I'm sorry. I, I, I needed to go domestic. You were. Uh, listen, you, you mentioned it in the open, like overthinking perhaps, yes. overthinking this one. Exactly. Going with Berlin. Which, you know, currywurst gets a ketchup. So I think uh, that, that kind of... Uh, Your Honor, do I get yes. that point? <laughs> you do get that point, Mark. Mark Murphy okay. gets one point. Of course, the answer was Chicago, but it's not just Chicago anymore. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council recently came out in disapproval of adults 
using ketchup on hot dogs. How dare they? How dare they? For those 18 years of age and older, acceptable wiener toppings include mustard, relish, onions, cheese, and chili, and that is it. I'll top my so wiener with anything hot I want. Dog and sausage council. I feel the same way you do. I, I like a little chutney. I like a little tomato chutney on my dog. I just won't call it ketchup. Here we go. Question two. Mark Murphy is in the lead. This one is a multiple choice. What mustard brand has become known as hip-hop's favorite condiment? A, French's. B, Grey Poupon. C, Goulden's. Ding, 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 ding. That is going to be Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy gets the... I, I think it's the second one you said. <laughs> Mark Murphy just going back to the, his SATs. He's taking the middle one. Just because maybe that's that, that's that's correct. The second one he was Grey Poupon. He has to say B, and, or he has to say the thing. He can't just say the middle one. Can we uh, turn her camera of all, off? I, I, I have not had to gavel someone twice, especially my friend. I can't. Amanda, you. This is a court. This is a court. I will do the disciplining here. Okay. Uh, Mark said the middle one. I will accept it as B, knowing that Mark knows that B is in the middle of A and C. The answer was B, Mark. It was Grey Poupon. It was first referenced in the DOS effects song East Coast in 1992, bringing me back to when I had dreadlocks. I knew that. Which is a true thing. Which is a true thing. And it's made its way into a song every year until Kanye West's Life of Pablo in 2016, most recently in Kendrick Lamar's Humble, where he uses it in the same line as TED Talk. Crystal, producer Crystal, coming in big with a hip-hop fact. Nice. Question 33. How, how many questions are there? Could she even win now? Because I'm already way ahead. Yeah. Well, Mark, Mark, Mark. I cannot. I can. Thank I can. you. Thank you. Thank you. Order the in the rivals. Court. Rivals are in the house. I object. Usually, usually, Mark Murphy. Uh, yes, you would be correct that each question is worth one point. But because of the penalty that you just committed, question three <laughs> is now worth seven points. Question three is worth seven points. This is my court. Whoever gets this question right will win the trivia round. In 2011, France banned the use of ketchup in school cafeterias on all foods except one. What food is that? Ding, 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 ding. Amanda Freitag. French fries? Amanda Freitag with a not real confident answer of <laughs> French fries. But her last name is Freitag, and she yes! is correct. <laughs> Freitag rhymes with fries. Seven points for Amanda. She takes the trivia round, coming back after being disciplined twice and saying Berlin for the first time ever on this podcast. <laughs> Amanda, you now have seven points to Mark's two. That means that you've won the trivia round and you have the hard decision to make right now. Do you want to present your case of ketchup first or would you like Mark to talk about mustard first? Mark goes first. All right, Amanda's going to take last licks, so to speak. That means Mark will present first. Before we do that, let's take a quick break. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. 
But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We are back in the food court to recap today. We have the case of ketchup versus mustard, a condiment debate that happens all over the place in backyards across the world. Kids have especially strong opinions on this one. Embry, do you prefer ketchup or mustard? <gasps> yes! Embry prefers ketchup. Luckily for Mark, she will not be making the decision today. <laughs> now listen, the way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponents. Use the first three minutes as your campaigning time to really convince me that you're correct. Does that make sense, everyone? Yes. I got you, yes. Do not fret. You'll get two minutes of rebuttal time to say anything you want negative about ketchup or mustard. Three minutes are on the clock. Mark Murphy, you present first your case for mustard. Your time starts now. Well, mustard, mustard, mustard. It is a, uh, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's one of the most important ingredients in cooking, and it has so many more versatile, you know, uses than ketchup. I mean, I'm not going to talk about ketchup. I'm not going to talk ketchup down because it's. I think it'll just speak for itself when I tell you how good mustard is. So first of all, mustard is 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 a base for so many sauces. I mean, if you think of an aioli, people are always saying you know things about ketchup and and French fries, which. It's okay, uh, really not that great, but I mean, ketchup with an aioli is, uh, it's, it's you know, far superior, right? And of course, what is in an aioli, there's there's obviously mustard in that. So, so there's just a simple example of how a French fry, and you can go and talk to the Belgium about this, because in, in Belgium, that's what they put on their French fries. It's the proper thing to do. Let's just put it that way. And then, of course... You, you think of finishing sauces, you, you it gives such a great background. It, it, you can make vinaigrettes with it. I mean, what are you going to make a vinaigrette with ketchup? I mean, uh, yuck. 
ketchup is a is 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 not is not as versatile. I'm just going to put it that way. Not only that, and you start thinking about mustard and all the different types of mustards there are. I mean, you've got your classic Dijon, which is of course I think the king of mustards because it's far superior than the others. But right behind it, I'm not going to put uh, I'm not going to throw out of bed my uh, you know my whole grain mustard. Uh, that's going to come. That's that's something that's a, a wonderful product as well. I'm not as happy about the um, the yellow mustard that people put on hot dogs. I know it's a uh, classic here in America, and I you know, but it is still in the mustard family. So we're gonna we're gonna bring it along with us because it's just another part of my argument. It's part of it's it's another folder in my file of case study here of um, the superiority <laughs> of mustard, and you know. Let's talk about the health benefits. Mustard is one of those things that is obviously much healthier for you than than ketchup. Ketchup, a lot of the times, has sugar in it. What way? Um, and that uh, is not something you want to add more to. Um, I did actually when when I, I I I did speak to a guy once who was um, talking about versatility on mustard. He was the purchaser for the Sixth Fleet, and it was when I was in Rome and I had been I was working at the embassy after I got kicked out of school once, and I was working in the mailroom. And I was talking to this guy, and he was the purchaser for the Sixth Fleet. And for some reason, they had messed up an order, and one of the cruise ships got so much mustard that they couldn't use it all. But they didn't know what to do with it. But there's such there's a, there's the right amount of he had to study the mustard that they had gotten, and he realized that there was enough vinegar in the mustard that they could use it to wash the dishes because it would cut the grease. So there's there's another sort of usage of, of, of mustard that kind of just you know takes you takes you takes you through it. Oh oh, oh I think my time's up. I can't wait Thank to hear time the time is rebuttal. up. <laughs> Rarely, especially when it comes to to chefs, but these these are celebrity <laughs> chefs. Rarely do they fill the three minutes. Mark Murphy coming in filling the three minutes. Let's <laughs> let's all be honest. Who knew where that six fleet story was going? Uh, but <laughs> whoa whoa whoa! And a bottle of mustard. <laughs> He wrapped it up though, and I and and I am curious. I want to wash some dishes in mustard right now. I don't I don't know if that's a a, a great like pitch for for mustard, but it's versatile. That seems to be uh, Mark's stance there. It's versatile and it's healthy for you, and it's in so many things that maybe you don't even know if you're not a chef. So a great case laid out there for mustard, Amanda. You now have three minutes to let us know why ketchup is the best. Okay. All right. Your three minutes starts now. Okay. Ketchup is the original, like I said, umami. Ketchup was originally made from oysters and mushrooms, anchovies, lemons. It was actually made in China. Original word was ki siap, and it was made from fermented fish. And so we brought tomato into this, which also makes it much healthier because tomato has lycopene, which has been known to help prevent cancer, everybody. And not only is there one tomato ketchup in the world, but there are 57 varieties under the Heinz umbrella alone. 57, Mark's, oh, sorry, I'm ready to fight. Anyway, where would we be without ketchup? 97% of Americans home, America's homes have a bottle of ketchup in it. I grew up with it. I know there was nothing wrong with ketchup. And when you think about it, you really probably couldn't make it through seven days a week without having ketchup in some form. It's in barbecue sauce. It's in and on top of meatloaf. We put it in cocktail sauce for shrimp cocktail with horseradish and lemon and pepper. It's glazes. It goes into curries, stir fries, pickles, coleslaw, Russian dressing, Thousand Island, even Catalina. Come on. 
and it has everything you would ever want in a condiment. It's salty, it's acidic, it's sweet, it's colorful. It's quite beautiful, actually. And it complements French fries and hamburgers. It's like peanut butter and jelly. There's no other combination in the world that's better than that. And I will stick to my guns on that ketchup fact and opinion. And I stand down and I'm ready to fight. I stand down, <laughs> but I'm ready to fight. <laughs> wow. An impassioned, I, an impassioned argument. I'm really happy with this is not in the studio. I'm I'm scared <laughs> of Amanda. You should be. I mean I mean she went to the Mayo Clinic and, and found all this information out about the lycotene and the catecatine and the whatever she made up there. I, I'm I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to do some Do you not know judge, about tomatoes? Is there a fact Come checking? On. Is there a fact yes, checking yes, there, thing? There here? is that I have this. I've never used the gavel as much, probably because it's fun. Because these are two birds from my hotel room. I broke one. Don't tell them. But um, yes, Mark, we do have a fact checker. That's producer Crystal. She is texting me while the arguments are happening, and all of those are facts. Lycopene is a real thing that is in tomatoes. My question would be, Amanda, Tom Brady doesn't eat lycopene. He doesn't eat tomatoes. So can it really be healthy if Tom Brady doesn't experience it? Uh, he also doesn't eat french fries or burgers or meatloaf. Or... Okay. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough that he wouldn't go near ketchup. I, that is fair. I, I don't know if it is a positive for most Americans who might not know in the opening. Amanda says, ketchup's about oysters, mushrooms, and fermented fish. People do not know that, and we probably maybe shouldn't tell them. But we know as chefs that's why it provides lots of flavors. Catalina dressing came up, and at one point... Amanda waxing poetically about salty, sweet, colorful, beautiful ketchup. And my mind goes straight to Andy Warhol. Oh, my gosh. Is it art? What a debate. Ketchup first mustard. We are now to get into our, our rebuttal now. It's time where, Mark, you get to tell Amanda why ketchup sucks. Well, we two minutes. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, am I ready? <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> he is ready. Mark Murphy, your two minutes starts now. Uh, okay, well, my, my first question is, is the original ketchup, which uh, you claim to have come from China with the oyster and all those umami flavors, I, I, it, does any of that exist in today's ketchup at all, first of all? So are we talking about an old a condiment that has changed so much? It sounds like the original was probably a lot better, all that umami flavor, because I have to tell you, when I taste ketchup, I, the last thing I think about is umami. I think that the, the, the recipe now, which is what I'm going with, and maybe there are 57 varieties under the Heinz umbrella. I'm not 100% sure why you have to have uh, you know that many of one, of one ingredient that's just not that great. It seems a little overkill to me. But you know, it is interesting, too. One thing I do know about ketchup is, is they have to change the recipe for different countries. Uh, from what I understand, in Europe, they actually have more vinegar in the ketchup recipe. And uh, to me, that that just goes to show you the problem with ketchup. It does not please everybody. I can assure you that the, the Dijon mustard is is one is one type. There's there's different flavored Dijon mustards, but you know, like they'll add like maybe an herb, like a like a tarragon Dijon mustard. And by the way, there is a mustard that I it, that I did not bring up earlier, and I'd like to talk about briefly is the um, the purple mustard, which is made with grape musk. 
And it's and that to me is also an amazing ingredient. Just to, like sir, if, for example, if you think of ketchup and there are fifty-seven varieties, I bet you that the difference between those fifty-seven is not as much of a difference between, let's say, a Dijon mustard, a whole grain mustard, or a yellow French's mustard, or a purple mustard for that sake. I just think that the variety is there might be numbers listed that Amanda was talking about as she's holding up a, a thing of ketchup with the number fifty-seven on it. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to just rest there for now. Thank you. Mark Murphy coming in. I will say, I don't know if Mark Murphy has ever represented anyone in an actual court, but it sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. Maybe it's just also like I can see his house, which it looks like there's an attorney that lives there. And <laughs> yes. someone's de- and, and what a well, like really kind of kind of de- debunking maybe the fact that like if you want to talk about variety, maybe it's mustard, right? Maybe mustard is really where the variety's at. Purple must the Crystal. Have we ever had an episode where fermented fish and grape must were both mentioned in 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 both arguments? That is insane. All right, Amanda. Listen, you have two minutes now to let Mark know why mustard is the worst. Get it? The worst. Ooh, bum. You're. Re- <laughs> and I don't even have anyone writing that stuff. Here we go, Amanda. Your two minute rebuttal starts now. You know, respectfully, all of what Mark said in his opinion, is true. Mustard is very versatile, and there are many different kinds, but certainly not as many as ketchup. As we've seen over the last 10 years, many, many companies trying to beat the Heinz, like Sir Kensington, or every chef in every restaurant making their own ketchup. I mean, who makes their own mustard? Nobody, because nobody wants to. Everybody wants to make their own ketchup. They want to make it better. They want to make it bigger. They want to be the next Heinz with all that flavor balance inside of it, okay? And when you talk about the different varieties of mustard, you're talking about one flavor note, and there's lots of vinegar and lots of acid in there. And let's just go back to kids for a second. I object. Kids kids are the most honest of all creatures. And when kids say something, that means it's true. And kids love ketchup. Kids lie. Okay, I'm I'm not finished. Could you make a meatloaf without it? I can make meatloaf without mustard. Nope. Could you make barbecue sauce without ketchup? I can make barbecue sauce without mustard. Yes, sometimes they both end up in there, but you cannot do it. You can't make it without ketchup. There's so many things you can't make without ketchup, especially life in general. I will tell you wow. this. It is this this is a lies all of them. This is a tough one right here. Ketchup versus mustard. Amanda versus Mark. Wow. I have a lot to think about with this one. I have no idea. Usually at this point, I know who's going to take it. I am not so sure right now. So I'm going to quickly retire to my chambers, which is off screen here for five seconds. <laughs> exhibit A. I have, I have an exhibit I'd like to present. Okay, Mark, you will have, uh, you'll have uh, one minute it's, closing when we come back from this recess. I, I just want I just, I just, I just hey. want to say that there's, there's – there's Japanese meatloaf that doesn't that recipe doesn't have ketchup in it. I just want to put oh, that out. Oh, really? We will, we will, uh, the Japanese are famous. We will strike <laughs> Mark's last meatloaf. comment about Japanese meatloaf as it was Thank said you. off, Thank you off time. Much, we will strike that one. <laughs> Japanese meatloaf will not be in consideration of this. Uh, I'm going to retire to the chambers. Make that your next competition. I will be back. We're at a quick recess, and I'll come back with my verdict. 
Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is hilarious. Japanese meatloaf. <laughs> Japanese meatloaf. I might have made that up. I love it, by the way. I might have made that up. It's good, though. I think you did. Okay, we are back in the food courts, and I think I've made up my mind, but before I deliver my final verdict, do either of you have a final word you'd like to say in about a minute or so? Mark Murphy, it's your last chance. I, 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 ju- I just want to say for all the people out there that are uh, real mustard followers, I'm, I've, I've done, the, done the best I could to represent mustard. I, I, I think the truth is in the, uh, the debate that was happened today. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that you, you know, Your Honor, have, have understood and, and, and seen the light of the, of the beauty of the ingredient mustard. Is that a threat? <laughs> no, it wasn't a threat. I was just hoping, hoping you, hoping you get this right. I will man. have the the must the mustard police after me for this one if I don't agree with Mark. Okay, Amanda, what about you? A minute, a minute here. Any last closing statements on ketchup in behalf of ketchup? Yes, on behalf of ketchup, who, which has given me many wonderful experiences and nostalgic food memories. I grew up with it. A ketchup, a French fry dipped in ketchup is probably one of my favorite things next to a burger doused in ketchup. And those are memories that I don't want to live without. I can live in a world without mustard, but I won't live in a world without ketchup. Mm. Okay. The- I, I did have one other question for the, for the opposite side. Is that, is that possible to have one uh, question? The court please? will allow this question. Okay. The, I, I, you know, the question is, 
is you in your statement you said how everybody like as you said everybody's trying to come up with a different recipe for ketchup chefs are making their own chefs are, or the other brands have come out with different ketchups i'm just wondering if ketchup is so great why is everybody trying to reinvent the wheel and trying to make their own ketchup i just i just don't understand is it something that hasn't been perfected yet because imitation is the greatest form of flattery Mark. that's all thank you all right getting an extra you were about seconds to hit that gavel. <laughs> I was going to gavel him, but you know what? I th- This is such a, a, a passionate argument here. Having a little overtime works. Okay, listen, this one is tough because these are uh, amazing chefs, friends of mine that I still want to be my friend after this decision here on Food Court. I have thought long and hard about it. Both chefs really making a great case. I mean, Mark Murphy, mustard being versatile. It's in aioli. It's in dressings. It's a binder. It's it's proper. You know, Mark telling his story about, you know, growing up in Europe where they don't really use a lot of ketchup. So, so mustard is like maybe the table condiment that everyone's familiar with. You know, a, a little knock against Mark's argument for knocking yellow mustard as being the black sheep of the mustard family. Come on, Mark. Come on. We... We like yellow mustard. And, uh, you know, I have to say, one of my favorite stories ever in food court is now the Sixth Fleet mustard (laughs) dishwashing story. It will live forever. We might have to work it into the theme song. I loved it. Oh, I forgot to tell you that ketchup uh, takes tarnish off of things. I forgot. That was my other counterpoint. It does de-tarnish things. Sorry. Uh, well, there Speaking it is. out of turn. Out of, out of turn. turn. But listen, wow. Mark, you had extra time as well. This, I, I tell you why. Uh, no, I know. I just feel bad about being the disrespect towards the court. That's all. <laughs> Competi- no disrespect here. Competition is at its peak right now. Uh, Amanda <laughs> making the case that, uh, that ketchup is full of umami, oysters, mushrooms, fermented fish, lycopene, and 97% of the Amer- Americans have it on their table. It's, it's in, used in Catalina dressing, which l- little did she know that that's the dressing of my new beef tartare at my new restaurant. But at the end of the day, this is a tough decision, ketchup versus mustard, but it did come down to actually our final closing comments. That's how close this battle was. In the last minute that our competitors had to talk, this was said, and this will determine the verdict. I don't want to live in a world without ketchup. This court favors ketchup. I rest my case. Uh, poetry. Do I have to go to jail now? Who knew? Can I can I make a confession? You're in ketchup jail. Can I make a Please. confession? Um, ever since I was a kid, when I uh, sauced my hot dog, half would be mustard and half would be ketchup. Fair enough. I do not believe in the National uh, Hot Dog Sausage Council or whatever that was in the show. I put ketchup on my dog as well. And honestly, I love mustard. I'm making my own mustard, too. There's all these wild mustards growing out here on this hill behind me. Mark and Amanda, thank you so much for joining me on the food court. I always say this when we have a great time. Would you come back on another episode? Yes. <laughs> wow. I think it'd be a pretty dynamic one-two punch, to be honest. <laughs> I, think I would love that. to. All right, that's a yes from Amanda, and I don't, I don't, I don't know from Mark. <laughs> oh no, I'm definitely into it. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. You can find more of Amanda on Instagram at Chef Amanda F and at Amanda Frytag on Twitter. You can learn to cook from Amanda in her easy AF videos that I've been watching all the time. They go live every Monday night on Instagram TV and YouTube. 
Lots of great tips in there. Plus, you get to see what's in her fridge. Lots of ketchup, obviously. You can also catch both Mark and Amanda judging on Chopped practically anytime you turn on the television on Food Network. Find Mark on both Twitter and Instagram at Chef Mark Murphy. And if you're in New York City, support his restaurant's landmark and ditch planes. Listen, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank we'll, you, we'll do it again. Richard. I, I love both of you. Thanks, guys. Love you. We'll also, awesome, we'll also release in a special edition the 30 Minutes Tech Setup uh, that happened. To get I'm this so one sorry. Going. I'm so idea. mortified. <laughs> that, was, that was recorded. No, it's all of us. Listen, audience, what do you think? I know that you think that I got it wrong. Half of you think that. Do you love ketchup? Do you love mustard? Do you hate them both? Do you love mayonnaise even better? Maybe I do. Do you think I got this one totally wrong? Let us know on the Food Court Pod Instagram or at Richard Blaze across social media, even on TikTok now at Richard Blaze Official. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Babahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are David Wasserman and Jasmine Blaze. Our theme song is by Jason Neesmith. Also in court today is Embry Blaze. Embry, you want to say hello? And goodbye. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whoever told you that a hot dog was a sandwich? Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.